Welcome everyone as Fantastic Geek dives back into What If, preparing for Season 2. My name is Matt and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Multiversal Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everyone here today to bring you our Season 2 What If preview. Indeed, Pete, as we explore the multiverse of story options here, just last week we were talking Star Wars Skeleton Crew, going to be launching that feed ASAP ahead of uh, the still undated series. Our bet is it's sooner than not in 2024, but time will tell. Yeah, so make sure you subscribe to that other star franchise, Matt, which gave Star Trek Discovery... Uh, the final fifth season, a uh, release month of April after the year we had already been given of 2024, uh, a video clip and a picture last week at a Brazilian convention. Certainly it's nice to have the foundation of modern Star Trek back in the spotlight. Looking forward to talking about the return of discovery looking forward to our discussion next week about the return of discovery in april of 2024 and pete i'll plant a little seed now uh 2024 may also be the final year of paramount plus but more on that next week yes but back to marvel matt the jonathan majors trial is well underway here and some really not good testimony yeah, I think that uh, we'll see what the legal outcome is. Uh, I suspect that maybe the prosecution uh, does not have as strong a case as they might think. However, the in my mind, the public relations situation, which I don't mean to supersede the issue of abuse and so on and so forth, but I think that we do not see Jonathan Major's return to Marvel, return to substantial acting in the near future you know it's hollywood so let's mark our calendars for five years from now when he has a a humble comeback story and whatnot uh it does turn my stomach a bit to know that that's just the path that's out there but i think that i think that his time in the mcu is done uh even if he's found uh innocent in, in the courtroom well i mean the catch they have there is that he plays a variant you can recast that um it's it's just so uh damning the things that have come out here it's just another bad piece of publicity matt for marvel this on the heels of the marvels running out of steam which we liked which we podcasted and people who have actually seen seem to enjoy uh, but the financial numbers are not there. Um, I mean, the, the one thing Marvel's seem to have figured out, and maybe this is how it all gets saved, other than by Happy Hogan, uh, in what we're here to talk about today, is with uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, leading the PR battle against telephoto lenses. <laughs> Yes, with Deadpool now back returning. I mean, look, Pete, you know, podcast listeners know I run spoiler-free. 
that said, you tell me there's juicy pictures of an outside battle with you won't believe who's back fighting Wolverine and Deadpool. Okay, I click on it. I won't say which two OG cinematic characters uh, have apparently going to be in the movie. But look, if you're going to film agents, yeah. If, if you're going to film outside where people with telephoto lenses can get to it, and it's great that they want to film outside in the real and so on and so forth, but I don't know what to tell you. You film inside, you know, an LED stage, these things don't happen. Flip side, plenty of people film plenty, plenty of places and things don't get spilled. It has been nice to have the fans flamed for Deadpool. Again, I think this is a, a property. This is an actor, a pair of actors, a movie, etc. that we are all excited towards and i think in a weird way pete knowing that and both are going to show up in some way in deadpool 3 it's almost not a spoiler i feel like they might just appear in one scene i don't know but i'm i'm taking it as a positive here uh the only movie next year so let's talk about the tv show that's going to straddle 2023 and 24 with this second season of what if he doesn't normally do sequels matt the watcher that's true and i think back to the late summer of 2021 when the first season of what if came out and kind of it being um towards the end for many people of the lockdown portion of of covid and back to more normalcy and kind of there were these weird and wacky episodes that were like these great i don't know these great shining moments of the week even if it was just 25 minutes but you go what a wacky weird story here contrasted to the world outside now as we get ready for what if season two it's like here it is the bedraggled mcu when was the last time it was great i don't know young child it's been 87 years and now we get this weird, wacky thing where a lot of the voices are the actors that we love. If not, then you sit and go, wow, what a great, you know, what a great Drax the guy from Lower Decks is doing. Um, and then this prospect here of standalone stories, how crisscross is it? You think back to season one, how that slowly you go, wait, we're building on, a, on an overall season story. It's obviously lower stakes because it's animation. And I just think it's, I'm ready to have a bunch of boxes ticked by what if season two. The trailers, super exciting. The the concepts that were presented with the idea of the proto Avengers, you know, your early uh, Black Panther and Ant-Man and uh, all of them looks like a lot of fun. It does. And I think, as we've been saying on the pop culture podcast feed, mulling over the uh, the release schedule, the way they're doing it, nine episodes across nine days, as a content consumer, I feel like that's a ton of fun. Again, thinking back to that, you know, the, the summer of season one, where, again, kind of in that COVID mindset and all that to kind of go, all right, this is the most exciting thing for this week, and now the 25 minutes is over. Um, and, and again, the show was not necessarily built to lift up people in this terrible, you know, global pandemic and so forth, but just the prospect of, I can't wait for episode after episode after episode to really 
I don't know, to, to make for an enthusiastic nine days here. And if we get one episode where you say, okay, well, that was cute, but that wasn't amazing. Guess what? The next one is only a day away. So why don't we talk some episode titles, Matt? And that'll kind of get us ready to then unveil our episode schedule. Yeah, please, Pete, reach into your reach into your your, your spoiler dossier there. What are some of the episode titles? And, and do they all start with the word "what if"? They do. They do. The first one, uh, Nebula joined the Nova Corps. I mean, I love Nebula as a character. I think that, intentional or not, we saw this great story arc for her uh, across the the Guardians films and the Avengers films and so forth. Um, so to take that character and say, let's let's pluck you from uh, from the bosom of badness and into into this uh, you know stellar police force, I'm I'm excited to see that story. Coming off what they did with Nebula in the first season, and I don't know how you can't sentimentally look back at the one that used Chadwick Boseman that would be his farewell performance. We wouldn't know at the time. Um, you know, the, the one in Emmy, how could it not? Um, that's a real high point where they could begin. Episode two, Matt. What if Peter Quill attacked Earth's mightiest heroes? This this has to be the one with the uh, the OG Avengers, right? I'd imagine so. And also, I know that that from the from the season two uh, trailer and so forth, that was the one where it's like, wait, there's a kid. What's going on exactly? I think that that. Um, that offers a really compelling story. Not all of these necessarily need to be amusing uplifts. If this is one that has a slightly darker turn, uh, you know, I think of season one, what if zombies, there was a certain glee to that, but you know, clearly a losing proposition for our heroes, perhaps ditto here. And uh, like I said, a really compelling idea to have Hank Pym leading an earlier group of Avengers. They begin the trailer with that seems like just loaded with promise in terms of what you could do. The one I'm the most excited for is the third episode. What if Kahori reshaped the world? What are you looking to see out of that episode? What are your expectations to get you so excited? The native American representation of this character to to play around with that with a character we've not yet seen in the live action and uh to open it up the possibility that that could eventually happen yeah and this again this is the place to do stories like this and not to say stories with native characters just to to swing for the fences and to see to see what works um obviously season two has been under production for a while but being released in this kind of yikes did we stretch things too far what is the nature of too far and all of that that the mcu is going through right now but you know as i said this is the place to do it episode four what if hella found the ten rings Again, another great combo. Probably not good news for our heroes. Um, I wonder, do we know if Kate Blanchett 
his voicing i guess maybe we'll find out um that's just the thing like you watch the trailer and they're so good when they do get the voice doubles you know you think back to um the woman who voiced uh romanoff in uh season one who then gets a live action role in uh wakanda forever yeah um I, and almost for as much as it'll be like, ooh, Kate Blanchett did an animated thing. If it's not her, that doesn't take away from seeing an animated version of her very potent character, um, you know, with the power of the Ten Rings. I mean, that's, again, it's another great concept that, is it something that needs to sustain past 25 minutes? N- no. So let's go for let's go for gangbusters for the story that we do get. Episode five, what if Iron Man crashed into the Grandmaster? Again, great crossover. Um, Feels of... like a natural that you would have uh, Goldblum and and Tony Stark there. And, and you know Goldblum, they probably uh, got him and he was super game to do this. Might have been, they might have recorded this before they... Uh, removed his uh, National Geographic <laughs> travel show from Disney Plus for forever and ever before he got he got corporately dusted. Um, but yeah, it, it's got to be that they compensated Jeff Goldblum for a day or two of you know spending time in the recording booth to get you know the real MCU Grandmaster. I dare say, Pete, he's one of those people that if you got a double, it's not going to live up. Um, just because you need you need Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum. Looks like a really fun entry there from the trailer that he's imagining the statue of himself would would wink at himself. <laughs> uh, so who knows what other ego uh, traps he'll fall into there. Um, the sixth episode, one we've known about for some time, kind of surprised at where falls in the order given that you had the holidays, but it must be dependent on developments through the series. Uh, what if happy Hogan saved Christmas? And surely that's our one that shows up on Christmas, right? If <laughs> No, no, that's the six. That's, that's the wrong day. They start the 22nd. Huh? Then that, yeah, I'm glad I asked because as you were saying that I was saying, wait, I'm doing the math in my head. Well, that's, a strange choice. We'll start there. It's a strange choice to not have a Christmas episode on Christmas. Um, but look, you're going to get Happy Hogan. You're going to get John Favreau. <laughs> the Happy Hogan character has had way more legs in the MCU than I think we ever would have thought when it was just John Favreau cast himself. How amusing in this independent production of Iron Man. Uh, probably going to be a one and done movie, you know. Um, See, I think that that's, regardless of when it comes out relative to Christmas Day, I think that that's certainly a fun idea. The uh, seventh episode, what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? There we are with you know more Captain Carter, which I think has has been our expectation even prior to the, the uh, particulars of season one. But, you know... Back when this show, not this season, back when this show was first announced, I feel like it was the Captain Carter footage that really punched through. 
and uh, very fitting that we're going to get more this season. The penultimate episode, the one I'm looking to the most after the uh, third episode with Kahori, uh, what if the Avengers assembled in 1602? And the Marvel 1602 graphic novel written by Neil Gaiman is top notch. Absolutely love it. Um, it does such a great smart job of reimagining the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wait for it in 1602. Uh, not the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Marvel, you know, a version of the Marvel comic universe. Um, and then getting to a story where everything is explained in context and how it came to be and so forth. Uh, I just hope that they can do some version of that story justice in mm-hmm. however long this episode is because in the graphic novel it's you know it's everybody it's not just mcu there's fantastic four there's spider-man who okay fine is has you know in more recent years been part of the mcu but everybody plays a role and everybody it's just it's just so well interconnected and well um conceived my worry is i'm gonna walk away from that going ah but you didn't have this little reference or you didn't have that maybe that's lofty expectations but you know it's one of the great marvel uh graphic novels it is and gaiman's involvement there i was unaware of that title until you had gifted it to me a couple years ago for christmas and you know really excited to see this brought here to uh moving animation and then finally matt the season two possibly the series finale uh what if Strange Supreme intervened. It's funny. With that title, I think back to the anticipation of season one. Hey, there's going to be a, a Doctor Strange something. There's going to be an episode. There's going to be a, a dark Doctor Strange. With a, oh, clearly it's going to have overlap with Multiverse of Madness and a kind of... I mean, maybe kind of spiritually it did, but in retrospect, we were so naive back then in the summer of 2021, (laughs) thinking that the Marvel Cinematic Universe production, thinking that Marvel Studios was making interconnected productions across animation, television, and movies, and now we know better. Um, Or now when they are interconnected, maybe the quality isn't great because they're just like hey we got a bunch of people we're in a bunch of things go make a show um so i don't know what to think of finishing out the season perhaps the series with dr strange despite the fact that the dr strange episode in season one was very strong was extremely heartfelt i think that it was in terms of storytelling and animation it was at or near the top, maybe not the most fun, certainly not the most sentimental due to the the T'Challa one, Chadwick Boseman, etc. But it was such a strong entry. I don't know, maybe I'm bringing my baggage to it, or maybe this will just, again, be an episode that is supreme. And the idea of the Watcher here and the way that whole story coalesced in the first season, that's why, you know, probably the the movement that they could not bring the Christmas episode to Christmas Eve or to Christmas Day, given where they wanted to drop it and that they want to own those 
nine days over, you know, the holidays when everybody will be off starting with that Friday, uh, you know, in terms of the overall narrative. Well, and which brings us to uh, repeating how we're going to be podcasting this season. And we have this whole list up on our social media and so forth. But just as a quick review, um, conceptually, there will be days where some of these episodes are out on a particular day and we podcast it that day. So if you enjoy sharing feedback with us, um, you know, do so on the earlier side and so forth. But just to recap, on December 23rd, we'll be podcasting uh, episode 201 and 202. That's the day 202 comes out. On the 26th, we'll be doing 203, 204, 205. On the 28th, we'll be doing 206 and 207. And then on the 30th, we'll wrap with 208 and 209. Obviously, we'll do a season wrap uh, in in short order in the new year. But um, I'm looking forward to being able to dive into multiple episodes at once. I'm looking forward to being able to watch you know these episodes in in, in quick succession and uh, and kind of take what Disney Plus is offering up. Yeah, it's the first time we've gone in such rapid fire order. And then obviously with Echo coming uh, early in 2024, January 10th, uh, it's that there helping to inform our decision of how we'll do this. Yeah, it was... It was strange to be like, what do we do for Echo? Wait, Echo's all at once, okay. And then, then when the new, you know, have, having a certain sense there. And then, as you say, Pete, when the news came out for what if being not all at once, but, you know, at, as stated, one a day for nine days, it was like, okay, we'll do a version of the Echo plan for what if. Um, so making it work. I will mention, Pete, as a little bit of a PS before we start to wrap up here. Um, when last there was substantial what if news, there was discussion of Disney Plus and Marvel Studios uh, developing a third season along with, uh, you know, a Marvel Zombies series. I have heard neither hide nor hair of that since, I mean, my goodness, in about the last year or so. So I think like we'll see maybe part of the part of the reckoning that Marvel Studios is going through, maybe. You know, development work on both of those has stopped, as you said. Maybe December 30th is it for the What If series, period. Uh, Time will certainly tell. Yeah, I mean, everything that's gone on now has prompted a re-examination of their slate. That they've bounced all the other movies, that apparently there will only be two series to run in 2024, really kind of uh, resetting the deck here. But, uh, you know, these moves, the the multiverse that we have with What If uh, should be fun, should keep us talking. And certainly, Pete, our multiverse of podcasts made possible by those who support us on patreon.com slash fantastic geek. So big thanks to all who support us, particularly as we head to this end of the year time frame when some of those bills start to come in in fact pete i just got a an email today about the bill to keep the fantasticgeek.com domain name and all that so this time of year we are very aware of the uh, help that we graciously receive 
Yes, and when you go to patreon.com slash fantastic geek, you set the value of the product uh, because you are helping us to uh, take care of storage, bandwidth, etc. in bringing this thing we do to you. So uh, head there, can't contribute, we understand. Uh, You can get yourself to Apple Podcasts and for the cost of nothing, help us out with a rating, help us out with a review to any of our 34, soon to be 35, 36, Matt, podcast feeds. Pete, ahead of this pretty monster Marvel run that we're about to do with What If in December and Echo in January. How can people be in touch with you to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe? You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on threads. You can find me on Blue Sky Social as Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R. 12,600 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, and Threads, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with a PH, all one word, like it today. As mentioned at the top on the Pop Culture Podcast feed, we're back next week to talk Star Trek Discovery Season 5 ahead of that fun run of what if episodes uh between well the 22nd first episode first podcast episode will be the 23rd and the 30th with that pete i will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word talk to you soon